Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. My name is Wags, and with me as always is Dane. Hey, Wags. How's it going, man? Good, good. We're doing our positional breakdown podcast here. So uh, if you like what you're listening to now, uh, we're doing them for every position heading into training camp. It's going to be a really competitive season uh, heading into September. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we're also on social at, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at Lombardi's Legends. So please follow us, like us, review us. We appreciate all the feedback. And um, just if you're new to the show, uh, just so you know, Dane and I, uh, we're just a couple of regular guys fans and owners of the Packers, uh, longtime fans and owners. We um, really just love our Packers and and we're not trying to be uh, giving some angle or, or want to be media guys. Uh, we really just want to give a voice, uh, that fan voice, and we really just want to focus on the Packers and the organization community, um, all things Packers. So we don't talk a lot about ourselves at all. Uh, we really like to just talk about the players and the team. So uh, we're, we're really focused on that pretty much all the time when we're, when we're doing these pods. Yep, so sit back, relax, agree with us, disagree with us, and listen to us break down these position groups. So WAGS, as we always like to say, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in a Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut. You better want it in your bones. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends podcast. It's Dane. I'm here with Wags and today we're talking about my favorite position in football, the big boys up front, the defensive line. Yeah, I'm super jacked and also a little sad because yeah. we got some news today that was a little bit surprising, I would say, with the the Packers deciding to part ways with Mike Daniels, a longtime Packer, um, mostly for selfish reasons, because I loved coming up to camp and uh, seeing the whole Daniels clan, his wife, his kids, his dad. Yep. <laughs> Everyone is up there hanging out, watching the Packers. And uh, seriously, though, he was a, 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 a great Packer for us, um, and we wish him well. Um, his family was very involved in the community. Mm -hmm. um, so just really great people, and, and uh, we're sad to see them go, but uh, that's just the brutal side of this business, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we're going to miss the heck out of them, and Wags isn't kidding. His family, his dad would walk around with the Daniels jersey in the back. It said, Dad. Like, <laughs> they were just such a cool family. They're so important to the community. He and... Uh, uh, wife just were, were incredible with charities. They walked the walk. 
Uh, he walked the walk on the field and they certainly walked the walk off the field in Green Bay. So we're going to miss the heck out of them. Uh, but that's football and that's uh, unfortunately the business side of it. And I think that um, it really underscores how confident the Packers are in this young bunch of defensive linemen. And heading it off is becoming one of the best defensive linemen in all of football, Kenny Clark, coming into a contract year. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this, he's got a contract extension because I think he's only going to go up in, uh, in cost. But I think Kenny Clark has really become a dominant force of this D-line and a driving force that's going to make sure that this Packer defense is top 10 in 2019. Absolutely. Kenny is a guy that really just came into his own last season and I thought should have been a pro bowler. Yep. Uh, he is someone that I think has the uh, potential, the talent, and the ability, and he's putting it together on the field to be one of the top five or ten defensive linemen in all of football. Um, and it may be as early as this season. I am super excited to see what we get out of Kenny Clark. So um, he's uh, for sure a, not only a lock to make this team, but uh, one of the potential stars of this defense moving forward. Wags, he's kind of got this Giannis thing in my head where I keep thinking they're older than they are. Folks, the kid's still 23 years old. He doesn't Sick. turn 24 until October. It's just crazy. It's crazy how young he is. So, I mean, talk about upside. I don't think he's even close to his prime, and he's already damn good. So I'm just, I get fired up thinking about what he's going to do for us for the next decade. Yeah, and I'm a, a little bit surprised that you didn't lead with your boy, Tyler Lancaster, <laughs> as a lock to make the roster. But, um, you know, not to just go right into Tyler, but uh, he was someone that I think really excited us at the end of the last season when we had a, a rash of injuries. And they must really like what they see out of the defensive line group uh, to part ways with Mike Daniels. So I'm not going to say that Tyler Lancaster is a lock to make this roster, but uh, he's someone that I think will be interesting to watch here in camp because if he, he has continued that uh, progress and, and has, has made uh, some progression since uh, last season, uh, he could be someone that might have a prominent role uh, as part of this unit. So I, I think that it goes right into the rest of these guys. Is oh, what, what are we watching for? Because there's a lot of young guys that are being thrown around out there on this defensive line. And uh, so uh, there's going to be some battles because it's not only about who's making this roster, but there's some, um, some playing time and some positional battles up in the air too. Wags, let's first just say, Tyler, Big Lanny, don't run on me, Lancaster. <laughs> I'm so pumped for him because this is a testament to all the work he did in camp last season, um, you know, coming back on the roster partway through the year. Uh, tough year to watch uh, Green Bay Packer football. Uh, one of the, the big highlights and my memories of 2018 was watching this young kid just tear it up on the defensive line. So, uh, I, you know, I think he's still going to have that fight in him because that's the kind of kid he is. But I'm so, I'm so happy to, for him personally because I think that he's going to be able to do some really great things for the Green Bay Packers this year. But you're right, the rest of this defensive line, um, Dean Lowry just got paid a little bit of money, sure. didn't he? Yep. Um, the three-year deal, about $20 million. Um, as soon as they paid him, I kind of went, okay, this is Mike Daniels last season. 
And then a couple days later here, Mike Daniels is no longer on the roster. While I was pretty shocked, I wasn't as shocked because of that Dean Lowry contract. And you know what? Dean's earned it. He, He plays, right? He's always out there on the field, it seems like. He's working really hard all the time he's i think our our top option at that five technique position and um in particular when we're in a base i think we're going to have um of course kenny clark but i think dean lowry really solidifies that and then the question will be is it going to be montravius adams who else is going to fill that role kingsley kiki there's a lot of guys that are out there but um dean lowry uh, by by paying getting paid what he did, I think shows the value the Green Bay Packers have in his talents. And I think he's a guy that maybe doesn't necessarily get a lot of attention for sacks or you know tackles for a loss, but he's doing his job. Yeah. The, the primary job of of guys, especially in a three four in the defensive line, is to soak up blockers, um, be in the right gap, uh, don't over pursue upfield. And so he's a smart guy and, and he's, he knows his role and he, he does his job and he does his job very, very well. Uh, he can be trusted. He's a cog on that defensive line. That's why he got paid. Uh, not only that is he's only 25. He's been around for a few years now too. Yeah. Um, so it's easy to, to, to forget uh, that uh, this is a guy that's just coming into his prime actually lines up very well uh, with some of the, our, our edge rushers, the Smiths that, that just got paid this offseason as well. So um, I think the timeline just matches up very, very well with this unit. And uh, unfortunately, you know, with D-line, it's, it's hard to, to see how they age real well. Uh, as, so, as soon as they start get, sustaining some of those injuries, um, it, it's just it's tough, um, as big as these guys are, to uh, keep that speed and, and keep that uh, center of gravity and, and, and that core. Um, it, it's just very, very difficult um, for guys as they age uh, into their late 20s and early 30s uh, to be as productive as they were earlier in their career. Yeah, no, uh, certainly. And I mean, shoot, there's a lot to be said for anybody who just comes in and does their job. So can we talk about Mentravius Adams a little bit more? Let's talk about him. What do we got with this guy? We're about to find out, I think. I, so today uh, was the first day of, of training camp, and he lined up with the starters in the base. Did that surprise so you? That's so interesting to yeah. me because this isn't his second year, and this is his third season with the team, and I still don't know what we have with them, but he was, was he a second or a third round pick? I think he was a third round pick. I think he was a third round pick, but that's a very high pick for someone that hasn't made the team. Um, You know, I'm sorry, he's made the team, but it hasn't really had any impact. Uh, you know, got a little bit more playing time last I, season. And I thought he showed some some explosiveness, I, I, especially the last uh, last fourth of the year. I thought he started to come on a little I, bit more. I agree with you. It's it just been very limited is all I guess I'm trying to get at. And so clearly the team and the organization believes in Montrevious because uh, he had an injury-plagued rookie season. He came back and, you know, made the team and was involved all season, but in a mostly limited role until some injuries later in the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree that he kind of flashed a little bit and seemed to be stepping into that role. It's just going to be really very, very interesting to see. Is this guy that has the talent 
and can make an impact uh, worthy of where he was drafted three seasons ago, we might need him to. Uh, I think we've got a good unit here, but uh, if he's lined up with the starters, they're giving him clearly every opportunity to have a huge role on this team. Yeah, and, you know, we look at how this defense is going to be. Anybody who knows Coach Petten knows that they're going to be moving a lot of guys around. I think that, sure, we're a base 3-4, but I think that oftentimes we're probably going to have two D linemen uh, on the field at one time, and it's most likely going to be that Lowry and Clark, and then we're going to see the two Smiths moving around quite a bit. I think that uh, Rashad Gary, our first-round pick, is going to be getting his hand in the dirt a little bit too. But you're right. I think as we mix stuff in, depending on down and distance, uh, we're probably going to see uh, Montrevious Adams certainly going to have to find a way to to carve out a role and show that explosiveness. And the question becomes. In year three, is he, has he put it together to the point that he can become a consistent pass rusher on the inside? I'm thinking he can be, uh, but I think it's very imperative in training camp that he, he extends what he's done in the spring and in, from last season and really leapfrog and leap forward into 2019. Sure. And then I think another guy that came on late last season and, and earned a, a little bit of playing time in James Looney is another interesting guy to keep an eye on. Um, he's going to have an opportunity again to try to make the 53-man roster. And, um, I, you know, we saw his name a few times. Yeah. Uh, for someone that came in late in the year and was – you know, in a very, very limited role. I think he was on the practice squad most he was, of the season. Yeah, seventh round pick last yeah, year. Yeah, so, but he, it seemed like he made his presence felt uh, in those games that he was in. So, you know, that's, that's not always easy to do uh, from the defensive line position. So uh, I think uh, he's a little smaller. He's um, only listed as 6'3 and, and just a shade under 290. So um, he can move around a little bit. Maybe I think he was out there a little bit more in passing situations. Um, and, and like you said, can, can maybe give them a, some quickness up the middle. So I think James Looney will be a, a guy to keep an eye on. My question now, Dane, mm-hmm. is uh, going through these guys, how many defensive linemen out of those that we've mentioned do you think the Packers will keep on the roster? See, that's a good question, it's, and you're reading my mind. It's exactly what I was thinking. I think that if we, if Mike Daniels had remained on the roster, I think we would have kept six defensive linemen. Now I think there's an opportunity for the Packers to start the year with five defensive linemen and uh, six if the sixth guy just shows and shows consistently throughout camp. Uh, but I do think that, um, you know, it, if, if we're choosing a roster today, it'd be Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, uh, Kingsley Kiki, Matravius Adams, and Tyler Lancaster. Sure. I think that would be the five. But then the question, you're right, comes, does James Looney in year two start to do his thing? Fadal Brown, who we got off waivers in the middle of last season, showed on some special teams plays, had a nice defensive play in that game. So, you know, he's an interesting guy who has some NFL um, experience. I believe he was with the Raiders prior to that. Um, so does he do something? Then we've got Eric Cotton. We've got Deion Simon. So, you know, who else? There's opportunity potentially if they want to carry six, but you have got to play and you've got to just show every single day in training camp. And the nice thing is, is with those guys, unless they just, you know, just flat out earn their way onto the roster, which is great if they do. Yeah, please. Uh, 
most likely they would be guys that you could all stash on the practice squad. Yeah. So you don't really need to use a six roster spot on them from that respect. And that gives them another another spot somewhere else on the roster at another position to keep an extra guy, which is which is kind of nice actually because um, if 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 you're looking at a guy like Mike Daniels, he's he would have been a lock to make the team if they kept him, but they're a little nervous clearly about his injuries and and if he's not fully healthy coming into camp now you're carrying a guy and you've got to use a, a you know a roster spot on someone that's you know a little bit iffy in terms of what his um, um, health situation is that puts a little bit more strain or stress on the rest of the roster so um and again uh, with someone like Daniels, you're saving $8 million in cash space to boot. That gives them a little bit of flexibility if they do need to bring someone off the street, if there's uh, injuries at another position. Uh, so I, I think they just kind of uh, looked at that situation and said, you know, unfortunately, Mike wasn't going to be part of the team after this season anyway. Um, and they, they clearly valued that versatility um, more than, than they did uh, what he was going to bring to the team in 2019. Sure, and you've got to wonder if behind the scenes right now they're working with Kenny Clark's uh, team to uh, potentially lock him in long term as well. That's a lot of money that they could potentially uh, throw at him and start in with a new contract this year because, like you said, he's just going to get more expensive realistically. He's so young, he's so talented, so they might be able to do that. Uh, you're right, there's other guys. There's guys on the street right now. I'm still looking at Mason Foster, just got released by Washington. Sure, he's a middle linebacker. Uh, but he's a tackle machine. Uh, we've got uh, some Washington ties at the linebacker position on our coaching staff now. So mm -hmm. I know this is a defensive line podcast, but um, as of this taping, Mason Foster is still out there, and I wouldn't be shocked to see the Packers kicking the tires there as well if they want to uh, you know, maybe use a little bit of that money. You know what, Dane? The nice thing about having your own podcast is you can make your own rules. So if you want to like talk it. about Mason Foster, go right ahead. But in any event, it still ties into this discussion because it's a fallout of the impact of, of, of releasing Daniels and, and the thought process there and, and why that might matter. So mm -hmm. uh, I think that's an excellent point. And, and you know, look, maybe there's a defensive lineman that's out there that they might look at uh, to still to bring in at, at kind of a 2 to $4 million figure for this season as well. Yeah, no, and, you know, I, I will say, though, we've talked all about this um, I'm not Tyler Lancaster was somebody who surprised me last year. I think that's part of the reason I'm so so excited for him this year is because um, going into camp last year, I, I saw him play and I went, oh, that kid looks pretty talented. He looks good, but you know that was kind of the extent of it. And to see his impact last year is incredible. So that's what I love about training camp is this year, I really liked what Fadal Brown showed last season when in his limited opportunities. Um, I, I was excited to see James Looney get an opportunity. And then, you know, Deion Simon and Eric Cotton were both on the practice squad at some point. So all these guys have some kind of institutional knowledge and NFL experience. So you never know who's going to be the next Tyler Lancaster, a guy who's just going to show and show early and show often in camp. And that's what makes training camp so fun to watch for us. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun with this group. I, I think, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have the names uh, outside of Kenny Clark that most fans are going to, you know, know or get real excited about. But 
let's give them a chance and see what they can do. There's there's some young talent here, and um, they've, as you said so eloquently, all been part of the program for a while now. So I, I think uh, the organization has had a good long look at this group, and I I trust me, they know what they were doing. Uh, they didn't go into this blindly in, in releasing Mike Daniels. Uh, I I think they they understand fully what they have and and so that in and of itself is exciting and a very uh, real vote of confidence for this unit so i am excited to see what they can do well wags i think we've we've covered it here we've got a talented defensive line group we'll be at camp on august 4th and i'm going to be keeping an eye on these guys pretty darn closely. Yeah, they can get in there and crack some pads, yes. do some pass rush drills. Yes. <laughs> Hit the quarterback, yeah, but absolutely. not the ones in the red jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for listening. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.